0: We're going to be reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. So I'll just give you a minute to get that in your church Bibles. It's on page 902. Okay, Luke, chapter 9, starting at verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, "Zacchaeus, come down immediately; I must I must stay at your house today." So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began began to mutter, "He has gone to be the guest of a sinner." let's pray
1: heavenly father we thank you for your word and now as we open the scriptures I pray that you would open our hearts guide our minds and change our lives to your glory for we ask it in Jesus name amen have you noticed how kids love to ask why now it's a popular question with teenagers as well and as much as it might frustrate a parent And you might be dying to say, it just is. Why is a powerful question that can give us insight into purpose, meaning, beliefs. If you have an answer for why, then often what and how will just drop neatly into place. Except for five-year-olds, never works for them. (laughs) Now, if we apply the why question to the story of Jesus why did Jesus come into our world, then we'll discover four things. First, that people matter to God. Second, people are spiritually lost. Third, that people need Christ. And fourth, people need community. And the end point of all these truths will be the experience of a life changed by God so let's look at one small story in the bigger story of jesus life amongst us this story of zacchaeus is full of humor tension joy and humanity once again we see jesus on the road this time he's heading down to the town of jericho and the news of his imminent arrival has spread through the town Everyone is out lining the main road just to catch a glimpse of Jesus. Three or four feet, uh, three or four deep they stand. And a buzz of excitement is running through the crowd. And up to this throng comes the tax collector Zacchaeus. Now Luke tells us three important things about Zacchaeus. First, he's no ordinary tax collector. He is a chief tax collector. He's the boss. He has a pyramid of tax collectors under him who pass their tax collections onto him to give to the Roman authorities. Second, he was wealthy, filthy rich, wealthy. As chief tax collector, he would have been getting more cuts than a naughty schoolboy. You see, the Romans didn't really care how much uh, taxes they got or how they got them as long as they got what they wanted. And the tax collector could charge whatever he wanted as a commission for his task. And, of course, that commission came out of the pockets Of the taxpayer being the chief tax collector he was at the very top of the pile the third thing Luke tells us about Zacchaeus is that he may have been big in the tax collecting business but he was short in stature now this is a very very important piece of information because it sets up the whole story imagine how much strife you're in if you are a short person at the back of a large crowd and you also happen to be the most unpopular person in that crowd if you were in that throng and you felt an arm push past and you realized it was attached to the hand that was always in your pocket Wouldn't you think this was the perfect opportunity for a little bit of payback? Wouldn't it feel really good putting the squeeze on the taxman for a change? Well, that's what everyone in the crowd thought because Zacchaeus gets frozen out. No one wants to let him through to get a view of Jesus. So he runs ahead of the crowd and climbs up a sycamore tree that's hanging over the main route. You don't get to be the chief tax collector by letting a mean-spirited crowd get the better of you. Sure enough, he has a great view of the approaching walkers. When the cheer goes up and the crowds start to wave, he spots Jesus way down the road closer and closer he comes smiling waving stopping every now and then and chatting with a small child but as he gets closer to Zacchaeus's perch Jesus looks up and their eyes lock standing directly below Jesus calls up to Zacchaeus Zacchaeus hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today Now can you see the contrast that's present here between Jesus and the crowd. So despised and hated is Zacchaeus that he has to climb a tree to get a glimpse of Jesus. The people see Zacchaeus not only as the chief tax collector, but as a chief sinner. Throughout the Gospels, you regularly hear on the lips of the religious hierarchy the phrase tax collectors and sinners. These are not words of endearment. Being an ordinary tax collector is bad enough. But imagine the stigma that goes along with being the chief tax collector. The tax collectors were hated as traitors who conspired with the uh, foreign invading authorities to rip off the people. They were despised because of the exploitative character of their business. Who could possibly care for a short, greedy, dishonest traitor? Well, listen to what is probably the most famous verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, But have eternal life. Who cares for the Zacchaeuses of this world? Who cares for the despised and rejected? Who loves the unlovely? God. Why does Jesus stop and call up to Zacchaeus? Because people matter to God. People like Zacchaeus, who are hated and despised because of what they do, matter to God. People like Zacchaeus who get shut out because they aren't like everyone else matter to God. People like Zacchaeus who are sinners with faults, frailties, and foibles matter to God. And I wonder if, as Jesus was walking up that road and he caught sight of Zacchaeus, a why question didn't pass through his mind. You know, a question like, uh, <laughs> Why is a middle-aged businessman sitting up in a tree? Now, that's not normal behaviour, is it? But I think the compassionate heart of Jesus reaches out at that point to Zacchaeus. What hurts and pains, frustrations and discontentments would make a middle-aged man swallow his dignity to climb a tree to get a glimpse of Jesus? Well, Jesus, of course, has a lot more insight into human beings than we do. He knows that people matter to God. And he knows that people are spiritually lost. Ultimately, that's the reason why Zacchaeus is up a tree. This wealthy man has bumped up against something his wealth cannot fix. His wealth can't get him through the crowd. His wealth can't give him meaning in life. His wealth can't fill the spiritual vacuum at the core of his being. He is a lost soul. He is spiritually adrift. The very fact he's up a tree indicates that things are not right in his life. That crowd had judged Zacchaeus and found him wanting. They were right. In seeing him as an arch sinner they were right when they said Jesus is gone to be the guest of a sinner but the problem for the crowd was that they didn't realize that they too were sinners they wanted to sort of run a scale up against people to determine how sinful they were now if we do that then I'm sure all of us here would probably be less sinful than, say, Ivan Malat or our grumpy next-door neighbour. But we might rate ourselves maybe just a little bit more sinful than Mother Teresa. But the Bible never uses a scale. It uses absolutes. Note verse 10. Jesus says, For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. I've uh, I've been lost in the bush, not having a clue where I was, and I've been lost in the back streets of Sydney. Uh, One is a lot more uncomfortable and disconcerting than the other. But lost is still lost. Lost whether you've been going around in circles for 10 minutes in the eastern suburbs, evil, wicked place that it is, or two days in the national park, you are lost. If you don't know where you are, you are lost. There isn't such thing as a little bit lost and really lost. And the Bible says we are all lost. The prophet Isaiah, in rather poetic form, says... We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And notice he says all, not some of us, not a few of us, all of us. Paul in Romans 3 is far less poetic. He says there is no unrighteous, (laughs) not even one there is no one who understands no one who seeks God all have turned away they have together become worthless there is no one who does good not even one and then in verses 22 to 23 just in case we think that we might be better off than someone else sort of less lost Paul adds there is no difference for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God Why did Jesus come into our world? Because people matter to God. People are spiritually lost. And our loving God sent his son, Jesus, because people need Jesus to seek and save them. The third answer to the why question. What I find really interesting about the story of Zacchaeus is the contrast. To another story of another wealthy man that comes face to face with Jesus the rich young ruler of Luke chapter 18 the previous chapter comes to Jesus and asks what must I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus recites five of the Ten Commandments and the young man cheerfully acknowledges that he kept all these commandments Jesus however had not mentioned the first four commandments that speak about our relationship with God or the tenth commandment that essentially speaks to our lack of contentment with our material possessions Jesus said there was one thing he lacked But this could be easily addressed if he went and sold all his possessions, gave the money to the poor, and then came and followed him. What happened? The man went away sad because he was rich. His wealth was his God. And he wouldn't part with what he worshipped and devoted his life to. Zacchaeus is very different. Zacchaeus he just wanted a look he wasn't really seeking Jesus out but Jesus had other plans for this needy man Jesus says to Zacchaeus come on down because I must stay at your house Zacchaeus obeys and invites Jesus into his home the rich young ruler walks away sad clinging to his wealth Zacchaeus in joy gives up his wealth in response to what Jesus has done for him. The young ruler refuses to see his need. He saw salvation as something within his own grasp, something he could do himself. When Peter and John were arrested and defended themselves before the Jewish hierarchy, they said, salvation is found in no one else For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. No one, no thing can save us. We can't save ourselves. The only one who can seek and save the lost is Jesus. People need Jesus. Later, when Peter wrote to his Christian friends, he stated... For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. People need Jesus to bring them to God. When we're brought to God, we become part of his family, the new community of believers under Jesus, our head. It's what baptism is all about, what we've done tonight. And people need Community. We were created by God to be like him, to be united in community. In for God, it's Father, Son and Holy Spirit, eternal community. For us, that community is the church into which those young people were confirmed tonight. And it goes right back to the very beginning of creation. You know the story? God said it was not good for man to be alone, so he created a partner, a person similar but distinct, with whom the first man could enjoy fellowship, friendship, community. But our sinfulness destroyed that community. We lost our fellowship with God, and we lost fellowship with one another. We hid from God. And we hide from one another. Our selfishness and sin raises barriers between us and God and us and others. But through Jesus, our need for community is restored and satisfied. Zacchaeus was excluded from his community. He was as effectively frozen out from fellowship with his neighbours as he was frozen out from seeing Jesus by everyone else. But when Jesus invites him to come down and come home, Jesus opens up to him a new community. Look at verse 9. The whole Jewish nation was called the children of Abraham. They were the community, the family that Abraham, as their father, way back through history had established when jesus saw the faithfulness of zacchaeus in offering up his wealth in restitution for past wrongs he said today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of abraham from being an outsider zacchaeus is invited in he's restored to the real family of abraham The new community Abraham's descendant Jesus brought in. Creation has been restored in fellowship with Jesus and the brothers and sisters of his family. God did all this because people matter to him. And because those same people are lost, he sent his son Jesus to seek us out and save us. Why should we be sharing the good news of Jesus? It's because of that. Because people who are lost need Jesus. We need Jesus to save us from our sins and to bring us back within the purposes of God. To be the part of, part of that community we were originally created for. The most significant thing we see in the story of Zacchaeus is the radical change that Jesus brought about in his life. When people respond to that message, they'll be changed by God. That's the significance of our starting our service this evening with a baptism, the Christian sign of a changed life. God wrought an incredible miracle in the life of Zacchaeus he turned an overachieving greedy crook into a generous follower of Jesus he was turned around and brought into the community of believers any journalist will tell you the key to a great story is not who or what or when but why the greatness of the story of Jesus is why God did what he did. Because of our need, because of our lostness, because of his love, God reached out to save our world. The question I want to ask you tonight is why wouldn't you want to accept that? For some of us here tonight, we we have accepted Jesus. And I have another question for you (laughs) but right now here's the question why would you not want to accept what Jesus has offered you why would you not want to give your life over to Jesus for those of you who have done that in the past who have decided to commit your life to Jesus like these young people here tonight the question for you is why would you not want to share the good news with others, those who don't know. There's a couple of other questions I could ask you. Do your friends matter to God? Are your friends spiritually lost? Do your friends need Christ? Do your friends need community? To answer yes to even one of those questions is to give the answer why we all ought to be sharing the good news of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that we matter to you, that you love us even when we went astray, that you sought us out even when we rejected you. So, Father, tonight I pray that for each and every one of us we would search our hearts And ask that question, answer that question. Why not follow Jesus? Why not commit our life to Him? Why not experience the blessings and the joys that come through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ? Father, send your Spirit to stir amongst us tonight, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.